Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have Rena Vacone with us from California. Rena, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let everyone know what you're doing? Sounds great. Thank you, April. My name is Rena Vacone, and I am the founder and CEO of a health and wellness company called PassionFit. I am based in San Diego, California, where I live with my husband. I'm also a mom of two boys, and um, I focus on empowering women to flourish both personally and professionally through wellness. Um, that is the mission of the company PassionFit. Um, I'm also an author of a book called The Wellness Empowered Woman. I'm a TEDx speaker, and I do personal and professional development coaching and consulting. And my focus is on work-life balance. Um, I started working from home about seven years ago when I left corporate America and my job at Google to start my own company. And uh, I know we'll get into this in more detail, April, but I think working from home just has so many advantages and benefits. And obviously, most people who have jobs that are able to be done from home have been also working remotely over the course of the last 15 plus months in the pandemic. And I just think the flexibility that it gives you, especially if you do have children or other responsibilities outside of work, um, can just really ease your stress and anxiety and give you more control over your day and your schedule. And that's probably biggest reasons why I love working from home and why it's been a really nice benefit when I started my own company. So Rena, we are experiencing a little bit of video lag and I just want to talk about that as a as a part of the, the work from home thing. So we are both working from home today. Our kids are both at school. We have a lot of things in common and our husbands are both also working from home. My husband just logged into a meeting. So we might have a little bit of lag in today's uh, video, but hopefully the audio will come through. So let's just go ahead and power through. Uh, how okay. many kiddos do you have? Um, so my husband and I have two boys who are okay. 10 and 13. Yes. Okay. And you did say that I have a 10 year old also, and then I've got a nine year old and a, she just turned six. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Or a and busy were your, mom. Were your kids able to be in school at all last year? So they were for part of the year, they were virtual for most of it. And then mm -hmm. my younger one who was in elementary school in fourth grade last year was able to go back five days a week at the like tail end of the year. So the last like three, four months. Mm -hmm. um, and then my older son, who was a, an eighth grader in middle school last year, he was only able to go twice a week because with the older kids, they tended to do more of that hybrid schedule. So he was yeah. still virtual for some classes. And then he was going on campus about two days a week. And he thankfully was able to have have his eighth grade graduation outside um, on the football field at the, the local high school. Um, oh, so they got a little bit of normalcy, but I think probably for your kids as well, it was definitely a tough year for everybody. Yeah, we were home all last year and we just put them back wow. in. Actually, uh, what day is today? We just put them back in yesterday after a quarantine. We've already been through it. Like there's already been an exposure and just, you know, waited it out. We tested uh, a bunch. <laughs> to make uh -huh. sure we were good. And uh, I yeah. just think that's the nature of, you know, this year, it's one of the hardest, like decision making processes as far as like, what's the best thing to do and everything that we've ever been through, I think as parents, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. I agree with you. Yeah, we've also had some positive cases. It's only been a week since our kids have been back in school yep. full time. And in it, happens, you know, and, and I agree that as a parent, you're trying to find that balance of you want them to have a sense of normalcy and social interaction and being able to learn and engage in the classroom as they should. But at the same time, their health, you know, you always feel like it's constantly at risk and you don't 
know what is the right the right balance. So I think we're all going through it together and just figuring it out as we go. So I completely empathize with you. So let's talk a little bit about your past job. You mentioned Google, but I know you've done quite a few different things. Um, just so you know, I also am a graduate of the University of Wisconsin, but I was at River Falls and I noticed in your bio that you were, was it Madison? Which Madison, which yeah. Okay, yeah. So I grew up in southeastern Minnesota, not too far from there. Um, yes, <laughs> I was uh, born and raised in Wisconsin. So I'm a fellow Midwesterner. I've been a Californian for over 20 years. But yeah, I always love my Midwestern roots and love meeting other people from that part of the country. Do you have family that still lives there now? So my in-laws still live there. Yeah, my whole side of the family has over the last, you know, 20 plus years, everybody has relocated to Southern California. Um, And that was actually one of the reasons my family and I moved from, we've been in Silicon Valley for almost 20 years, just moved from the um, Silicon Valley, San Francisco Bay Area to San Diego just this summer, literally about two months ago. Um, And the whole point of it was to be closer to family because my parents and all my siblings and all the nieces and nephews and cousins are all down here. But we oh, do well, still get fantastic. back to Wisconsin to see my in-laws. Yeah. Wow. Well, what brought you to, or <laughs> I guess what led you to leave Google or, you know, it sounds like you probably had a good job there. Why did you want to leave? Yeah. So I, um, it was a tough choice and it took me two years to really get the courage to leave. And it wasn't because I didn't like my job. I had a fantastic job. I loved working in digital media and tech. Um, had a great team, had a great management team, very supportive. Um, I think what it was for me was just, you know, experiencing burnout like so many people do. I know so many people are experiencing this in my book. I also talk about this in my TEDx talk. I just hit a point of managing two young kids. You know, my kids are 10 and 13 now, but they were, you know, a baby and a toddler then. Um, my husband also works in tech. He actually came to Google a few years after I was there. And so we overlapped for about four years. So we had both of us kind of in the the rat race in Silicon Valley, working in these very demanding tech jobs with two young children. And it started to affect our health. It started to affect, you know, our overall well-being, our happiness, our stress levels, our sleep. Um, There were just so many things that were being impacted by it. And it was hard. And I think it was hard for me because like many women, I am, um, you know, somebody who puts a lot of pressure on myself. I want to do well. I'm a type A personality. I'm a people pleaser. Um, and that can be a recipe for burnout um, when you stop to take care of yourself because you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else in your life. And that wasn't obviously just in the job, but then most importantly, taking care of two young children and wanting to be hands-on and wanting to be there for them um, because my mom was a stay-at-home mom growing up. And so I've always found this conflict of wanting, and she's a phenomenal mom. And I want to, you know, be that hands-on mom to my kids that my mom was to me. But I also have always wanted to have a really successful career like my dad. Like I want to do both. My dad is an amazing parent as well. And he, you know, had a great corporate career and then also went into entrepreneurship. And so I have these two great role models, but I'm one person, you know, with the support of my husband and the two of us are trying to be these dual career couples with um, a hand, hands-on parenting as well. And that can be challenging. So that's yeah. really where the decision came from to, to leave and to start something of my own so that I could have more flexibility. I could determine where I work, when I work, when I travel, when I don't. Um, and I didn't always have that control previously. 
So rather than taking a remote position with a corporate job, you left entirely and started your own thing. Was there a, a transition period where you're trying to do both? Um, there was, yeah. And I definitely looked at, and, you know, I did have a little bit of work from home opportunities when I was at Google, you know, I will say that Google, you know, as a, as a large tech company definitely tried to provide as much flexibility as was possible. So I, you know, went to 80% after my younger son was born once I had two kids and what that afforded me was the ability to leave the office at about three o'clock every day. So I could pick up my kids from school, take them to soccer practice, do all of that stuff. Um, but what I, and then I did work from home on Fridays most of the time, but what I found was while that was the best setup from the outside that I could have for a corporate job, um, I was still working 150% and I would still be up late on my computer dealing with client issues at midnight or one in the morning and have to get up and do it all over again. And I was taking a pay cut, right. And my vacation was prorated. And so there's pros and cons to it. I'm glad I did it. I'm very grateful that Google was flexible with me and gave me that opportunity. Oh yeah. Um, but I do think, yeah. So there's, you know, it, it, it was a wonderful setup. Um, but I just knew that as my kids kept getting older, they were needing me more in different ways. And I just wanted to be around more. Um, and you could try to work remote from, you know, different companies, but I found at least in my line of work being client facing and business development and sales, um, there were some work from home jobs, but then you'd have a lot of travel. Um, and so that's where I found, you know, yes, I could go try to find a work from home job somewhere else or go part time. Um, but having my own company um, really did allow me the complete flexibility that I wanted. And I was starting to kind of pursue some things while I was still at Google. Like I started writing a blog about health and wellness and work-life balance. Um, I started a YouTube channel and started to develop video content. Um, and I was very open with my, my boss and my management team about where my passions and interests were and some of the things that I was doing. So when I decided to leave, it came as no surprise um, and everybody was really supportive and really understanding. So I'm very thankful for that. Now, it sounds like you said you were in like the business development and sales side. Uh, how did that, I mean, did you basically just start from scratch to start your company? Like, did you, did, was there any crossover for you? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I did build it from scratch. You know, I mean, I had, and I talk about this in my book, I kind of had the idea for passion fit because it came out of a lifelong passion that I've had for health and wellness, but also this passion that I have for career development and, you know, continuing to, especially as a woman, you know, women's empowerment and continuing to grow and develop in your career and, um, you know, make an impact on the world. So I thought, you know, how can I help other women who might be in my shoes, who are trying to balance their careers with their families or other life responsibilities who may have experienced burnout and are un able to take care of their own physical and mental health in the ways that they want to and how can I create products and services and content to help them, give them wellness tools and give them coaching and community and support um, so that they can find their level of whether it's balance or integration or whatever you want to call it. Um, I wanted to empower other women. So first, I kind of had to use myself as a guinea pig and figure it out um, in terms of what worked for myself and my family and then leverage all of my years of experience working in the corporate arena, starting my company from scratch, and then pursuing a lot of different um, certifications that I have over the 
the years, including nutrition and fitness and mindfulness and strengths-based coaching and all of these other things. And so I've been able to kind of take my work experience, my educational experience, both in college and graduate school, and then my certifications to develop, um, you know, a, a philosophy and, um, you know, a, a portfolio of offerings to help other people. Um, and it was not easy, I will say. I mean, I didn't just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm just going to leave my job and start a company and build it from scratch. And it was super easy because it wasn't. It was very hard. Um, it still is challenging at times. Um, and I think every entrepreneur can attest to that. So I want to be really honest and real and raw about the fact that it's not necessarily the easier path. But for me, it's been a very fulfilling path. And again, it's allowed me to find a way to integrate my family and my careers um, in, in a sense that I feel good about it. And I feel like I am making an impact and, and able to help other people. So I have two burning questions, and I don't know which one to ask first. So I'll just let you know what they both are. I'm curious when you felt okay. like you really crashed and you hit that level of burnout. And I'm also curious if the people that you are reaching or your clients or uh, the people that you're trying mm -hmm. to empower with your book and everything, if they are primarily in the corporate side or if they are people who have just hit that level of burnout or who need re rejuvenation in any different kind of walk of life. Like, Are you targeting uh, women in careers or women in general? Or everybody, yeah, that's a great is it even question. just women? Yeah, um, so I'll start with your most recent question and then I'll okay. go back to the other one of when I knew. Um, I, you know, I, I do try to target women who are in many cases professional women or women who just have other things on their plates. Maybe they volunteer their time and they work for nonprofits or they are members of the PTA in their children's school. I still consider that, you know, being a mom is working, right? Um, being part of any type of organization where you're contributing is working. Um, and then there are women who are doctors and lawyers and work in the corporate space, um, as well as women who are entrepreneurs. So I will say that my client base is fairly widespread in terms of reaching women in different stages of life with kids, without kids, different stages of their careers, and then working in different capacities, both volunteer and also in paying jobs for other companies or for themselves. Um, and so, you know, I enjoy that because it really allows me to work with them and customize my solutions uh, because everybody is, is in such a different situation. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think that's, I think that answers your first question, right? Um, yes. Or the second the question second, and then your the, own, your own experience. Yeah. So I think for me, it was something that I, you know, I didn't know right away, you know, if I would have the courage to do it, if it was the right decision, because I think I was sort of ingrained in my head to, you know, have this stable career. I always thought I was going to work for another company and, and, you know, that was the, and I was going to rise up and continue to work hard and grow that way. Um, but I think there was this passion that I had, and I will say that I did try many times throughout my careers to figure out how to incorporate that passion for health and wellness. And I would say the closest that I ever got to it was when I worked for Reebok, um, the apparel, footwear and apparel company. Um, when my husband and I lived in Boston, we were in grad school. I was in grad school part-time um, at Boston University. He was at MIT full-time. And then I was working full-time in digital marketing at Reebok. Oh, wow. And that was the first time in my career. Yeah. And that was where I was really able to see like 
okay, I can leverage my marketing and business development and sales and advertising background. But at the same time, I'm working on initiatives and products and events that are all geared towards health and fitness. And I worked on a lot of the products geared towards women's running and women's health. And, and I loved it. And it really lit a fire in me. And honestly, the only reason that I left Reebok was because my husband and I knew that we wanted to move back to California and start a family and settle on the West Coast. And there weren't a lot of job opportunities with Reebok on the West Coast at that time. Um, but I never forgot got, you know, the impact that I was having there and how much I was passionate about it. And so that was really nice for me to kind of build that into what I'm doing, um, you know, with Passion Fit now. And so I think for me, the moment I knew was, you know, I'd been thinking about it. I had, you know, I experienced that level of burnout. I was starting to develop health issues like insomnia and, you know, always feeling anxious and stressed out. And I started to develop, you know, I mean, I had allergies, but my allergies became worse and started to develop into sinus infections and allergy induced asthma. And, you know, a lot of that stuff was exacerbated by the stress that I was under. And so oh, yeah. I think for me, yeah, it was a lot. And I just knew that, you know, you kind of hit a point and we had a reorg in the company and I was managing a portfolio of West Coast clients, which was then going to expand to national clients. And I just thought I can't be traveling all over the country with two young kids and the stage of burnout that I'm in. And so that was the moment that I knew like, okay, I think all these things I've been thinking about, it's been leading me to this point. And now I, I just know. And there really was, I don't want to say there was no turning back because I, I made the decision I started to launch my company. And did I have moments where I questioned my decision and doubted myself? Absolutely. I definitely did. Um, and, you know, I think you kind of have to go through that for a little while. Um, but now it's been seven years and looking back, I'm really grateful that I made the decision that I did. And I've kept in touch with so many of my colleagues and my management team at Google. And um, it's just been great to continue to have their support and just to feel good that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. Did your husband continue to work on site at Google for the next several years before he also started working from home or is his he work from it. home just temporary right now? So it's going to be, it's, it's, it's interesting that you ask that question because I think whether it's for Google or lots of companies, it's, it's the big question, right? So he was working in the office, um, you know, pretty much most of that time leading up until the pandemic. I mean, every mm -hmm. once in a while he would work from home on a Friday if we had to leave early for a trip or something like that. But other than that, he was in the office and then all of a sudden everything shut down, um, you know, in February, March of 2020, and he's been working remotely ever since then. Yep. And now, you know, I think whether it's Google or Facebook or Apple or Microsoft, a lot of the big tech companies and then other companies in different industries are trying to determine, okay, do we bring people back to the office this fall? Do we hold because of the Delta variant and wait until the new year? And then in what capacity are we doing that? Do we want to respond? people that are feeling like they can make an impact and be productive working 100% remotely? Or do we want to adopt a hybrid approach where people can be in the office some days and home other days? Um, or are we going to mandate that everybody comes back to the office? So far, I haven't heard of any companies that are going to that extreme. Um, I think people are offering, you know, a mix of the two, but I think it's a huge question right now for a lot of companies, a lot of industries, and just what work and life is going to look like post-pandemic. Um, and right. I really, truly, yeah, yeah. You and truly I truly would. believe it'll, um, but it'll just, it'll, 
maybe change the game. You know, it'll, it'll change how we think about work and life and remote work versus office work, um, hopefully for the better. I'm just hoping that more flexibility, more compassion, more understanding, um, more you know, abilities to really integrate your work and your life in a way that works for you so that it's customized. Um, I, I feel very passionately about that. And I hope that we can see more of that um, in the workplace when, once we come out of this pandemic. I feel like it's just going to run the full gamut where some companies are going to say, you can choose, do you want to work from home or do you want to be back in the office? It's up to you. Uh, I know where my husband's working, they have decided that when everyone returns to campus, they can work as, um, as, as many as two days a week at home, but they are expected to be on campus at least three days a week, but they don't know when that's going to happen. So we just have no idea. Like when, when is he going to have to be back on site for three days a week? Um, and why did they pick that? Like why, you know, what if some people feel like they could do just as well, if not better with one day a week on site? Um, but apparently they're not going to let that, that wasn't one of the options that they had when they gave, you know, feedback, like, um, they, there wasn't like nuance to this. (laughs) They weren't asked how many days would you like to work from home? It was just, you may work, um, from home two days a week and that's it. Um, but right now you still need to work five days a week from home. (laughs) So, right. Yeah, it, it is. It's very uncertain. And I think they're going to continue and flow and change and whatever guidelines companies have set as of right now, today in August 2021 might be very different come January 2022. And we don't know oh, yeah. what that's going to look like. So I think staying flexible, staying open, and also advocating for what works for you. I think that is an important thing for everybody as professionals to keep in mind because companies are going to want to focus on, you know, talent act position and retention and employee engagement. Um, I do a lot of work with companies and organizations and I talk about these things because you do want to be able to make sure you're taking care of that whole person, you know, looking at that employee, not just as somebody who's producing for your company, but who is maybe a spouse or a parent or whatever roles they play in their life. And they need that support from their employers because we all know we spend so much of our days and our lives working and we need to be able to have that support both mentally, physically, emotionally in the workplace as well. And I think that that is something that's also changing and maybe is a potential positive that is coming out of this pandemic is there is this new lens and this new focus on how we look at, you know, how uh, we treat employees, what types of benefits we provide and what type of flexibility we provide for them as well. Well, with the pandemic, I feel like we still are kind of in the middle of it because if you have a two-parent household, if you're fortunate enough to have a two-parent household, at least one of those parents Mm -hmm. is probably going to need to have ultimate flexibility because at any minute, if those kids are in school and they're exposed, they might have to quarantine for 10 days or 12 days or 14 or whatever the, you know, state mandates or the school district has decided. And I had thought that I was going to possibly return to full-time employment or at least, you know, move into a more full-time role with this business. And I feel like I can't right Uh now to the, to the degree that I would prefer um, just because at any minute, my kid is going to be, I mean, I know that they're going to be exposed because our school that they're at right now has the most percentage, you know, the biggest percentage for our uh, region or our city at least. And it's, um, you know, it's not a cakewalk uh-huh. right now. So we're still like in the middle, in the throes, I guess. And I guess That's just women, right. and, and you know, having um, a lot of women have had to leave the work, 
force in the past year and a half, just because of that very issue. Go ahead. Uh, no, that's, I'm right there with you. I agree. I think it's, it's hard because we don't even know, are we going to fully get rid of, rid of COVID or is it going to turn into something like the flu where it's, it's there and maybe yeah. it's not going to you know, be as harmful as it is right now, but we're going to have to keep getting vaccines every year. And yeah. it's something we have to live with. And there could be quarantine situations for a long time to come. We just don't know. So I think I agree right. with you on that where one parent does kind of need to be ready to go if the kids need to come home and, and do school virtually. Right. Um, and, and as yeah, we're looking I mean, at the endemic, you know, then I'm hoping that employers, those of us who, do, you know, do work for, I guess I don't technically work for an employer currently, I'm an independent contractor, but for the people who do, you know, I just hope that those uh, yeah. corporations and managers and, you know, whoever the decision makers are, are going to have to, you know, be willing to be more flexible for that, for that very reason. Go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. And I hope so too, for the very reason that you mentioned of we, we don't want to see more women having to leave the workplace because they can't manage, you know, the expectations of their employer, plus all of the responsibilities that come at home with their kids. I mean, it, it is a really tough place to be. And my hope is that companies, you know, every single person in every company across the world has been impacted by this pandemic and has experienced if you do have it, if you're not a frontline worker, and you have a job that can be done from home, you know how challenging that is, especially if you do have a family. So again, I hope the compassion and the empathy will be there. Um, on the same token, I do understand the need for in-person collaboration to some degree, right? There are times oh, yeah. where that is really important for innovation, for team building, mm -hmm. camaraderie, and for productivity. I get that. Yep. And so again, I do think it comes down to that balance of the flexibility for the employees in all aspects of their lives, but also preserving the company culture and the performance as well. And how do we get to that place? And time will tell. <laughs> so with Passion Fit, would you say that you mm -hmm. are helping women who have already experienced burnout recover, or would you say it's more preventative or do you have a much broader, I guess I keep talking about burnout because we talked that, you know, that might be part of the theme of our conversation today, but I'm assuming, yeah. I mean, do you really have to balance the physical fitness and the food and the sleep and, and stress relief? What are, what is your main focus? Right. So, you know, my focus is it's both preventative and it's also management, right? And, and that could be whether it's burnout, whether it's disease prevention and management, whether mm -hmm. it's just, you know, protecting your overall health and well-being for various reasons. Um, and so my philosophy and my thought is very holistic in nature. And the thinking is, if you are able to move your body every day to focus on your nutrition and making sure you are eating foods that fuel you and give you energy and prevent or help manage diseases, um, that you are sleeping because that's really important for your cognitive abilities um, and managing your stress and anxiety through things like mindfulness um, and then practicing whatever that balance looks like for you. If you can focus holistically on those things, then you're able to better manage your personal life and your professional life and hopefully find success in however you define success for yourself and both. And it's something that, you know, there are many elements to it, um, but my philosophy is on taking it one step at a time, 
um, being very simple with the changes that you want to make in your life so that they're attainable and then adding on and adding on so that ultimately these things become just daily habits in your life that you don't have to think about so much anymore. Um, but knowing that you have them in your toolkit and you have them in your daily practices will just help you again to be more successful in your personal and professional life. So that's kind of the thinking behind it. And, you know, you had mentioned earlier, you know, do you only work with women? And I will say I, I work with men as well when I'm working with companies and larger okay. organizations. Right. So a lot of my philosophies and, and my products and services could also benefit men as well. Um, and a lot of times when I'm working with the women, I'm thinking of them as a whole person. So I'm thinking of them, at, you know, including their children or their husbands or significant others or others mm-hmm. in their lives um, so that I can reach more than just the woman, but starting with the woman and then all of those around her. And then again, when I work with companies, it's everybody. Right. When I uh, started this podcast, that's one thing I really wanted to focus on is not just the work. And that's what I tell my guests is like, I would, I really want to hear 50% of what you have experienced working from home, you know, and how that includes, you know, if you have a family, how you manage your household routines and things like that. Um, It's so much bigger than just literally the work you're doing at some computer or something like that. Do you want to talk a little bit about your lifestyle and how you are balancing your own work right now, especially when you do get busy with traveling and things? Yeah, definitely. I mean, right. It, it's it's definitely been uh, challenging um, because we've also moved in the middle of this, you know, this summer. So we kind of went from the pandemic and virtual school for the kids and working from home. Then we were doing hybrid school. Then we went into summer break and we moved. And, you know, uh, and so I'm kind of building my business um, in a new way down here. You know, I'm sort of keeping things going the way they were, but I'm also trying to grow and expand. So, and I just launched a book this summer. So it's been busy to manage all of that. And then you know, my kids starting new schools, going full time, my husband's still working remotely right now. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, it's been just being very organized. Like for me, that creates uh, peace and calmness. If I, you know, have a to-do list, if I have my calendar blocked with the thing I need to do, not only for my family and for my work, but also for my own self-care. So I will block out time for mindfulness in the mornings for my, you know, exercise. I kind of do meal planning and plan out what I'm going to make for the week. And, you know, all of those things really do add up. And I am a very big believer in practicing what I preach. So I always want to make sure that whatever I'm sharing with my clients and the organizations that I work with, that I'm actually doing them myself. And it's a really good check and balance. And I'm also very honest with my clients and, you know, with people that, yeah, I, I, I can get into that circle again of getting close to burnout and I have to continue to monitor it and, you know, watch, you know, how I'm managing my personal and professional life too. It happens to all of us. And I think mm-hmm. in the pandemic, we've all been thrown into an uncertain situation um, and it's hard. We all have our, our really difficult days. And then we have our days where we feel resilient and strong and that we can handle it. And then we get thrown into some chaos again. <laughs> and it's just, it's part of being human. Right. And, and I think that that's, the difficulty in it, but also the beauty in it too. Oh yeah. I, I know that I, you know, I also like to speak about things like ergonomics and productivity and time management and I slip, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you come back and you're basically just trying to make forward progress, you know, and keep 
you know, <laughs> two step forward, one step back, instead of, you know, always regressing. We talked, you talked a little bit ago about the allergies and that stress and the, you know, whatever I, I experienced that myself. I had a, a move across the country and I think it like triggered some sort of stress. I had a tick, a tick bite in the same week that we were moving. And it was just oh like one God. thing on top of another. And then I started to really have those allergies flare up. Like you talked about, and I learned that it has a lot to do with inflammation and that stress can also cause a lot of inflammation and reducing, you know, especially if you are having the extra stressful lifestyle, I think a lot of times we stress eat and start putting mm -hmm. in even more irritants into our body. Um, as a result, That's and it's right. just going to be like a massive flare up. And I had no idea that allergies stack on top of each other. And that um, someone explained it to me like boxes. And there's like a threshold at the top where you're going to start to show the symptoms. And so I didn't know I was allergic to eggs or my cat mm. or that I even had yeah. um, seasonal allergies. Um, it was actually when I introduced my cat into the picture that I broke over, you know, the top and started experiencing seasonal allergies all of a sudden, you know, for the first time in my life. Um, so managing, you know, yeah. the stress level helps me keep my allergy symptoms under control. And it's really interesting how it all ties together. It really does. Yeah. And it's something that you would just kind of mistake for environmental or food or pets. Uh, Cause I'm like you, I growing up in the Midwest and Wisconsin, I never had allergies and it wasn't until nine to ten years after moving and living in california northern california at the mm -hmm. time that i started to develop these allergies and i went to an allergist and got all the testing and everything and it was to trees and like you cats and grass and molds that come out of the soil when it rains i mean yep. who knew all of yep. the things right but to your point that inflammation and that stress allows it to linger in your body and also become worse and create other mm -hmm. complications like for me it was the allergy induced asthma and um, i have found natural remedies for myself that have worked really well like saline salts, um, nasal yeah. sprays, and just, you know, doing that every morning is a natural way to clear out allergens mm. and then drinking hot water, with lemon and honey to really yeah. sort of keep, you know, the asthma from getting worse. You kind of find those things. I learned a lot about part of raw honey <laughs> in the last 10 right? years. Oh my God. <laughs> it's your best friend, right? Local, when you local have raw honey. Or, yes, that exactly. Local raw honey is huge for whatever environmental allergies you're facing. Thing. But yeah, I mean, it is all related. And again, it goes back to, you know, why I'm so passionate about a holistic approach to wellness, because so many things are affecting one another in your life, personally, professionally, mentally, physically, emotionally, even spiritually, and how you manage it and handle it could make a huge difference in whether you have to continue to suffer or where you can seek relief and maybe overcome some of those health issues that can come about from stress and the environment. I want to ask you a little bit about your TED talk and what you are asked to present at some of these corporations. Is that like an employee education type thing? And also uh, more about your book. So go ahead and kind of talk us through some of those things. Yeah. So yeah, through my TEDx talk and then, you know, a lot of the speaking that I do at companies, it is, you know, a lot of times working with HR professionals, it's working with women in those organizations, as well as just cross-functionally everyone in the organization. Um, and it is about employee health and well-being. It's about 
um, strengths-based coaching, growth mindset, employee engagement, all of those types of topics that, again, really do affect the employee as a whole and can, you know, help them to be at their best, both on the job and within their teams, but also personally as well. Because as we've said many times, um, I think in our conversation today, it is all related. Um, so yeah, so that is definitely a huge focus. And then my book, uh, The Wellness Empowered Woman, um, there are definitely um, things that I've, you know, talked about in my TEDx talk and in a lot of my speaking that are in the book as well. Um, but the focus there is, you know, telling, it's not a memoir per se, but I do share a lot of my own personal stories, my own struggles, my own victories, um, as well as anonymous stories of my clients, because I've worked with hundreds and now thousands of clients um, mm -hmm. over the last seven years. Um, so it's sharing so that people can really feel like they can relate to different situations and stories. They can feel like they're not alone. And then I have a lot of research and a lot of um, tips and advice and suggestions um, in that sort of holistic wellness um, approach so that you can kind of pick and choose what's going to work for you and make the most sense for you. So it's really meant to be um, like, like a guide. It's a, it's a self-development, self-help book that is uplifting, but it also um, is very empathetic to the challenges and struggles that we all face. And um, I share my own as well, which I will say, you know, I, I get vulnerable in the book and I do share a lot of the struggles that I've had. And I wanted to do that as much as that was hard to do at first to put myself out there. I wanted to do that because I felt in being vulnerable myself, I can really help a lot of people because then they'll know that they're not alone and they might be able to share in some of right. those struggles themselves and see that there are solutions and there are ways to, you know, come out of those difficult times in your life and, you know, change and transformation is possible for anyone at any stage in life. What about your clients who work from home about what percentage of the people that you work with, um, make up that population, people who are entrepreneurs working from home or employees or business owners who work from home? Yeah, I would say it's probably half and half. I mean, I, I definitely work with a lot of people. And again, Right now, everybody's for them, unless they're a frontline worker, they're everyone's yeah. working from home. Yeah. Um, but pre pandemic and kind of maybe what they'll get into post pandemic, I would say it is a mix of both. Mm -hmm. um, again, lots of different professions, some that do require you to be on site or in the office, and others that are more remote in nature. Um, so, you know, my solutions and my um, feedback and advice obviously is customized to each of their needs, because even if you're working from home, as we know, that has its own challenges, Oh yeah, right? Like trying to find that, um, that boundary between work and home life and how mm -hmm. much it's been blurred in the last year and a half can, it can be challenging as well. Um, so there's that. And then for those that are working in an office that has its challenges with maybe, you know, not being able to have as much flexibility during the day, dealing with traffic and commuting and, you know, all of that. So I think there's pros and cons to both. And, and each individual is going to react to those things differently. And so I really try to understand each person and their situation and how I can help them and create solutions for them that meet their needs. Right. And like when someone does leave a corporate job or chooses to take a, the remote position at their corporate job, um, it doesn't mean that all the problems are uh -huh. solved. You know, that, you know, even right. if you're, tr you might be trading problems or challenges or frustrations. Uh, do you want to speak to that a little bit about what kinds of things do you see people struggling with when they do start working from home and any tips on overcoming that? 
Yeah, I think probably one of the the bigger ones that I see, and I guess it depends on the personality type, but um, you're not, you know, with people as much. So it can be a little bit isolating and can be a little bit lonely when you go from being in an office and collaborating with the team in a conference room and, you know, having lunch with your coworkers to then all of a sudden you're home and you're on calls and you're talking to people all day, but it's not the same. I know for me, I'm an extrovert. I gain energy from my relationships and, and working with other people, right? And sounds like you're yep. similar. Me too. Um, yep. so that for me was, yeah, that's right. I, I completely feel you on that. And I knew this when I was making the change. So I try to be proactive and get ahead of that. And, um, I, you know, I build in opportunities to have in-person meetings, meeting with my corporate clients, going to conferences and networking, making sure I have business lunches scheduled. You know, I teach fitness and dance classes every morning. So I would have that opportunity to see my local wellness community every morning. Um, and so I think if you build in, and again, with the pandemic, it's been a little bit harder to build in all of those in-person interactions, but things have opened up and there are opportunities to do it safely, um, you know, go grab lunch in an outdoor restaurant with, you know, a business partner or something like that. Um, building those things in can help. So I think it's important to kind of know your personality and where you gain energy from and where you're depleted of your energy as well. And make sure to, again, take care of those things by either scheduling things to allow you to connect with other people, or if maybe you have too much of that, maybe the other flip side is Zoom fatigue is just too much for you. Make sure you take time away from your screens to really you know, get some fresh air and clear your head and kind of get away from technology for a while. When I first started working from home, I was doing medical transcription for uh, Mayo Clinic, a pretty well-known uh, medical facility. And I wasn't really like trying to climb the corporate ladder at that point and wasn't really needing to do a lot of collaboration, you know, that networking that people do in order to get, you know, get projects and promotions. Uh, so I did have a little bit of chatter with some of my, um, my coworkers just to like problem solve and then, um, you know, say hello. But for the most part, I just had to ramp up my social life, um, you know, find a way to host things in my home and bring people over and, you know, be in the community and find ways to be out. So I wasn't alone. I joined um, a pottery class for a little while, started, a you know, a woman's group and a few other things. Um but I've had to just be intentional about the social side where I, you know, interviewing now, you know, so many people for the podcast, I hear more about the, you know, people feel like they're missing the opportunities for promotions and, and, you know, the good projects by not being on site. That's a good point. Yeah, there is some of that. And now I, I hope again, the optimist in me hopes that um, promotions and some of that stuff won't only be looked at for those that are in the office because maybe mm -hmm. a higher percentage of the team will be working remotely post pandemic anyway. So in order to make it fair and equitable for everybody, you kind of have to look at it from both ends and not necessarily penalize people if they're working remotely and not in the office. I mean, that's going to be a company by company thing, right? And cultures are going to mm -hmm. shift and vary, um, but that'll be interesting to see. And I can understand, like you're saying, where that can be um, a challenge for people as well. You said you've been teaching uh, fitness and dance classes in the mornings. Are those in person or did you do any of that online? Yeah. So since the pandemic, I've been doing it all over a live stream. I've brought it all online um, just because it's been difficult to, you know, I, I was renting space at a studio in the Bay area and I was teaching for a couple of external um, studios and gyms. Um, 
And again, this is something that I just do like an hour a day every morning. And it's great because it allows me to work out with others, build that community, do something good for all of our health. And so I wanted to make sure that when we hit the pandemic, that we would be able to maintain that community. And it was important to me to be there as a wellness resource for all of my clients. I didn't want them to just suddenly feel like they're in the dark. Now there's nowhere to go. What are they going to do to focus on their movement and fitness every day? So yeah, so thankfully, because I have a technology background and digital media background, it was very easy for me to bring it into a virtual live stream space. And I have equipment at home to be able to do that, which has been great. Um, and I have, I've done a, like one or two outdoor events, um, but I'm not regularly teaching in person yet, um, but I am missing that very much. And I'm hoping when it's safe to fully do so, that I'll be able to bring that back. And then I'm going to take a hybrid approach. So I will still offer live stream classes because I have found that that has worked very well for many of my clients. They don't have to get dressed and drive to a gym and deal with all of that. They can just log on to their computers and I'm there for them. So I'm going to keep offering that a few times a week. And then I'll offer um, in-person classes for the local community when it's safe to do so as well. So so I know we're going to have to wrap up in the next few minutes, but I do, I'm, I'm always a little nosy and I'm just curious how people make it work in their own home. I'm working out of a closet right now, but I have a podcast and I was singing songs with my ESL students in the middle of the night. And that has worked for me. Where in your uh-huh. home are you teaching a fitness class? Did you have a spare room or a basement or something that was ready for that? Or did you have to really make it happen? Yeah. <laughs> you've had two houses you've been doing this in. I know that's right. I, you know, it's funny. I've been very scrappy with it. You know, we had our house in the Bay area. We're actually this house right now. We're renting this house because we're building a house of one street over that won't be ready until the end of September. So we'll be moving again in in about four to five weeks (laughs) and then I'll have a new space. Um, But I, I've been working in the kitchen um, because my husband's been using the home office. My kids have desks in their room. So I always joke that I'm like, I'm the one that's in the open space in the kitchen. And then I always have to tell people if I'm doing an interview or I'm on a Zoom conference call, like mommy's in the kitchen, please be quiet. Please don't grab a snack before my call. (laughs) They don't always listen. But um, and then teaching, I basically teach like in my living room, I just find an open space with good lighting and where, you know, sound quality and Wi-Fi quality is good. And I'm able to teach every once in a while. I've tried it in the backyard, but I find that the, the Wi-Fi isn't as great. And then mm-hmm. you have wind and sound quality issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in our new home, I'm finally going to have my own home office. So I'm Thanks. very excited for that. And then um, we're going to dedicate one of the um, garage spaces to making it like a, a fitness studio. So then I'll be able to do my live stream classes from there. So I'm looking forward to having some dedicated spaces <laughs> coming soon. But up until then, yeah, sometimes you just have to be scrappy and just find places and make it work. So don't let that deter you if you want to be able to work remotely or do things virtually, because I do think that virtual is here to stay. And even post pandemic, we're going to hopefully have a good balance of virtual um, opportunities and ways to connect and meet as well as in person. So Rena, where can people find you and your book and your TEDx talk? 
<laughs> yeah, so you can find me on passionfit.com. That is my company website. If you want to subscribe to my free newsletter, um, if you want to check out all the different product services and offerings, you can go there. Um, and then you can also get more details about the book at thewellnessempoweredwoman.com. Um, it's just the title of the book. Very easy. And you can link to that from passionfit.com as well. Um, and then my TEDx talk, it's called Why Wellness is the Secret to Personal and Professional Success. And you can find that on the TED.com website or on um, their YouTube channel. So feel free to check it out. And I hope that these resources are helpful and feel free to reach out if I can help in any way. Do you have any final thoughts that you would want to share with someone who's on the edge thinking about maybe working from home or, you know, maybe coming back from the pandemic or maybe being, you know, out because of burnout and coming back? Uh, any advice to help people have a little better, a little bit better chance at success? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I would say, you know, take some time to really self-reflect and think about kind of what you've been through, what we've all been through in the last 15 plus months. Think about, you know, what energizes you? What are you passionate about? How do you like to work? You know, what could be if you could create your ideal working situ situation, what would that look like? Would it be working from home 100% of the time? Would that include maybe working on site as well or going to an office and try to map out what that could look like for you so that then when you do go back or re-enter into the workforce, then you'll be able to pinpoint opportunities or have really good conversations with your boss or your management team about what you ideally want and just be willing to be flexible with that and be willing to negotiate and find what's going to work for you. Um, and then and I would just say, don't forget to take care of your and well-being. I think we've all realized, especially after what we've been through, how important mental health is, how important our physical health is, and just make sure that you are doing those things um, to take care of yourself, whether it's what you're eating, how you're moving, how you're sleeping, how you're managing your stress and your work and home life. Um, and just know that you're not alone and everybody has gone through struggles and, you know, those challenging times will pass and you can be strong and resilient and it's really, it's up to you and you can do it. Thank you so much, Rena, for your time today. We appreciate that you were able to come and share with us. And I guess this is it. Yeah. All thank right. you so much for having me, April. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much. This has been April Malone with Rena Vacone. And yes, I work from home. We'll see you next time.